This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic, jointly presented with Chendalan. Hello everyone, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan and today we're going to be looking actually at a series of short films. Uh, They're all a part of the Freedom Film Network's uh, series of human rights documentaries and the reason we're reviewing it this week is because over the course of the last few months, uh, they've been releasing these curated playlists on their YouTube channel for free and they offer a really great opportunity to look back at all these different uh, documentary films that highlight the issue of human rights in Malaysia. Um, and because they're curated, they, off- they also allow you to look at them through theme and issues. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And joining me for that is Dashan Johan from The Bigger Picture. Thank you, Dash. Pleasure to have you as always. Pleasure to be on the show again. Um, the watch of all, you know, we spend the weekend uh, watching a lot of these uh, films on the Freedom Film Festival. And yeah, like while I, you know, it's a pleasure to be on the show. I can't say that it was a pleasure necessarily to watch a lot of these. I mean, it was very insightful, very engaging, very well done, but it was also very, very heartbreaking. So that's an interesting way to start this conversation because I, I fully agree, right? Like none of these films are an easy watch. Yep. Um, and so I was of two minds, not whether to recommend it, but whether people are in the so in the sort of frame of mind to watch these sorts of films. But Mm. on the other hand, I also felt like this is the perfect time to watch these films because honestly, I can't think of a single issue that these films highlight that probably hasn't gotten worse over the course of the last year and a half. Whether you're talking about urban poverty, whether you're talking about LGBT rights, whether you're talking about education and access to education or land rights of Indigenous people, honestly, um, the pandemic and the events of the last year and a half, I feel, offer a really, really important important uh, perspective into why we shouldn't forget these issues? Yeah, certainly. Because I definitely agree, you know, it's not it's not a fun watch at all. It's not something you want to, it's not something you, you'd like to recommend to your friends. You, you know, it's not going to cheer them up or anything, you know, if they are already um, down or sad or feeling, you know, depressed by the whole climate that we are currently in. But at the same time, I think like you said, it is now it now is the perfect time to watch it because now's the time, you know, given uh, the, the political turbulence of our country right now, um, the various crises that we are going through, um, the issues that have come about um, because of it, for example, um, even independent of these uh, films that we're going to talk about, um, we've you know, seen the, the the renewed demand for the IPCMC bill, for example, you know, to be tabled and passed in parliament. So a lot of these issues, it's it's the perfect time to watch it now because I feel the as a as a whole um society right now and this current moment, because of the pandemic, because of the political turbulence, people are very much more politically engaged than they were or they would be otherwise. And so it would be the best time to really engage with these issues if you haven't before, or even if you already, you know, usually do. Um, it it provides a lot of interesting insights and perspectives. 
And the format as well, right? Because mm-hmm. if you've been inundated by news headlines or tweets or posts, yeah. um, sure, I mean, they're, they're a very important part of staying engaged. But I think there's something about the format of films, of documentary, uh, and particularly the length. I mean, these are from about 10 minutes to at the most half an hour. Um, and just to be able to spend that amount of time uh, not just diving into an issue, but often having real faces and real voices being put to issues that are often a little bit difficult to grasp. Um, I think that's one of the most important things that something like this offers. I mean, I've been able to watch a number of the Freedom Film Fest films over the course of their, uh, you know, they've been around since 2003, but I think I haven't been able to sort of browse through such a variety of films all at my my pace, you know, so all of the lists are there. They're curated according to theme, but you can also jump between the different, uh, the themes that they're doing. And I think for me, that was actually the value of something like this that you can look and think about these issues in a way that's not news-driven, that's not reading an article, but instead hearing people often speak about them. Yeah, the thing about watching these documentary films is that I think when you read articles and all, everything is just, okay, these are the information, you don't know what to digest, you don't have context, but these, although it's a documentary, right? Just like documentaries you watch about international issues in the cinema or Netflix or anything, they often have a, a point of view and they often have um, quote unquote characters, right? Of course, they're not characters. They are real people. These are stories about real people, but you're following them on their journey. So even something like, for example, um, one of my favorites is uh, Ayaku Dr. G. You know, what's interesting is like a lot of us may, perhaps we may not understand, for example, when it comes to issues such as um, drugs, um, you know, we may just be like, oh, of course, you know, all these people are getting detained. They are the drug, they use drugs. Of course, they should go to jail. And, you know, we, if, we are, we, if we don't know people who have experienced these things, the realities of it, we often tend to just be dismissive as, oh, yeah, that's, of course, the way society should work. And, you know, they are getting rid of all the Sampa Masharakat. You know, it's, it's a very super, superficial way of looking at it. But when you actually follow this, the story of Dr. G, you un, you, and you get into the, the nuances of it and you see why you know he decided to um, dabble in medical marijuana um, it gives you a different outlook and it gives you an uh, also an outlook of how the system unfairly treats people it's not whether we support or not that's a different story it's not that we are encouraging people to um, you know engage with with drugs and marijuana and all that of course not but we are we are saying that what the film tries to show is you know you're looking at things you should start looking at things from a health perspective rather than you know a criminal perspective and why so and when we actually get to connect with and with someone who went through all these things and all these hardship and is currently on death row we understand why things are not fair because we connect with them on a very personal and emotional level I completely agree. So I felt the same way um, about uh, this film called Poka Boy, which is essentially about the Prevention of Crime Act and a young man who uh, has had to wear an ankle bracelet and stay within five kilometers of his house because he was initially arrested under um, a charge. And again, it's one of those things where on paper, thinking about someone who might have committed a crime having to undergo punishment, it might seem like a no-brainer for most people. 
Mm-hmm. But then when you listen to how something like this impacts the life of a person, how little he can do to improve himself and his life because of this, uh, the fact that he uh, can't get a proper job, the fact that he can't do anything really because he can't go beyond five kilometers. And and not just that, but the larger uh, unfairness of what happened to put him in that situation in the first place, uh, I think it... I think it really offers you a perspective to hear from people who are impacted by these things, which when you just read headlines, you often hear a very uh, outside in perspective, whereas these films offer a chance for you to um, really get into the heart of the issue and look at the people involved as people and not as issues. We are talking about the Freedom Film Network's uh, documentary short films, which of course highlight human rights issues in Malaysia. Uh, The Freedom Film Fest is releasing these films for free on their YouTube channel under their Weekend Watch with Freedom Film Fest. So if you head over to YouTube and just search for Freedom Film Fest, you'll be able to find those films. We'll continue this review after a break. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chindana. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chindana. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila and Dash. Today we are reviewing Weekend Watch with Freedom Film Fest, which is a series of documentary films on human rights in Malaysia that are being released on their YouTube channel for free. So just head over to YouTube and search for Freedom Film Fest if you're interested to check them out. Uh, So Dash, we mentioned a couple of titles earlier. I wanted to ask you, um, what other films caught your attention and um, why? There are many that I really like, but one thing that I want to highlight, perhaps uh, one of the things is, does Malaysia need a savior? So it's a 29-minute documentary film on whether Malaysia needs a savior. And in this the case of the documentary, um, they're talking about Toon Dr. Mahade. So the documentary is set, um, it takes place before GE14, I think uh, 2017, if I'm not mistaken. And it highlights the differences in opinions between activists who were wary about Tun Dr. Mahade being part of the uh, Pakatan Harapan coalition, as well as the Pakatan Harapan politicians and why they had, you know, differing opinions. And I think it's so interesting to watch in 2021 um, because I think it depends on your political leanings, of course. But if you are going by uh, by the general narratives of uh, progressive people, most people perhaps aren't fans of Tun Dr. Mahade anymore right um and and i think what the documentary shows is perhaps why the activists um in the you know what they were saying is right but at the same time we can also see although we may not necessarily agree why the opposition politicians chose to work with tun dr mahade at the time but i think more importantly than that is at its core what the documentary tries to highlight especially when we watch it in hindsight is that perhaps we shouldn't, you know, as a as a as Malaysian society, we perhaps shouldn't be looking to the political elites to be our saviors. That we shouldn't be looking at politics that way because we've seen what happens. Although we we were, you know, looking at certain politicians as saviors heading into GE fourteen, yet here we are today. And so I think the message, especially when we watch it, you know in retrospect, is that the riot needs to be empowered. Did you have experiences like that watching um, these films where um, because they are of a different time, 
and then you watch it now, um, you look at how perhaps things have changed or have not changed. So I was actually going to say that, that for me, um, I had a similar experience with the uh, Theo Benghok documentary, which mm. is called The Rights of the Dead, because um, in some ways it, it feeds into a conversation we're still having now, right, on um, pushing for an IPCMC. Uh, but on the other hand, watching that documentary, and it's it's a very tough one to watch because it, yep. it speaks to Bang Hock's family. Um, it revisits what happened around the time of his death. And I think for me, what that reminded me of was how quickly, unfortunately, how quickly these details become history to the point where we don't remember them. Uh, mm-hmm. Watching this reminded me of how um, angry so many people were at the time of Bang Hock's death and how, you know, a few years later, we are talking about it, but not with that same kind of fervor. And I think that it's important to have films like these and, and works like these that continue to highlight these things. So for me, it was a little bit different, um, that that question of uh, time having passed and how mm-hmm. we look back at something. Um, but but I, I agree with you that watching some of the older films from uh, past Freedom Film Fest for me mm-hmm. was really interesting. Um, for instance, there's one, which one of my favorites, and, and really I didn't, it, it was one of those that I didn't see coming or I didn't expect it to impact me that much. Um, it's, a, it's a short film dealing with the fishermen community in Penang mm. uh, on the wake of the announcing of the Penang South Reclamation Project. Um, and, you know, this is they've been talking about it for a few years now but it was so so powerful and so affecting hearing from the nelayan community and they speak with how um ignored they feel and they speak with, they speak about how um you know this impacts their livelihoods and their entire way of living and you know, it got me thinking about how these issues come up again and again, and we mm-hmm. talk about them when they're happening. And then a couple of years later, the people involved in them are still struggling with the same issues. But often, unless something major happens, they're sort of left behind by media coverage, by yeah. people talking about it. And in that sense, I think that's one of the things I appreciated a lot about these playlists and about these films. Yeah, certainly. Because... I I have to agree, you know, because in recent months, we have seen this renewed call. You brought up IPCMC earlier. Uh, we've seen it and, and it's front and center of a lot of, um, you know, news headlines and all that, especially perhaps over the past couple of months, two to three months. But this isn't something new, right? And when you watch these uh, documentaries, like you brought up that uh, Theo Bang Hawk one, and also there's, there's this beautifully animated and drawn one uh, called Chili Powder and Thinner, which, you know, just speaking out to the format, you, you don't need everything to be a particular length and, you know, filmed with real people, right? You can tell these stories in different ways. Like in the, in the case of Chili Powder and Thinner, you know, based on true stories, the tra- suffering of a couple of friends at, at the hands of the police. And, and it's, it's just, you know... And all I, in animation. All in animation. And in fact, for this particular story, I'm really glad they took the animated route because what they showed on animation, I think I would, wouldn't have been able to stomach it had it been, you know, real people. So I think the the way they use different formats to tell different stories they, there's it's a very creative very powerful and and you know it's i don't think you know what the what they are showing in these films is about 
painting certain institutes negatively or, or things like that, right? It is about the issues that they're talking about and why these issues, you know, we cannot, like you mentioned, Shamila, we, we, we tend to do it all the time, you know, this idea of how we have very short attention spans and, you know, the news cycle just keeps moving forward. And, but yet at a lot of people who are perhaps, you know, they, they are still in, in police custody, they are still in death row, you know, various things like Dr. G. Or Bangkok's family who never really got a resolution to his death. Exactly. And, and, and I feel like these documentaries, the, and, and what I, you know, and the way they are sort of preserved now, and it's like all in this archive, you can just go to one place, you can watch it. I think it, it's a very important way to keep all these stories alive. So I'm going to take us back to where we started to close right. off. Um, you started by saying this isn't the easiest watch. It's yes. not something that you tell recommend to your friends if they want to be cheered up. How do you then recommend it to people? How do you convince people that this is something worth investing their time in? It's tough because like I feel... It also depends. Like if you asked me this maybe like eight months ago, nine months ago, I'll say, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I, I always recommend these kind of films anyway to my friends. I feel like despite how difficult it is to stomach, it's, it's sometimes you, you just need to face it to really understand how difficult the, their lives, the, the people that the stories are trying to highlight, how their lives are, right? But especially now, given our political turbulence and everything that is going on, now I just say like, please just watch it. Like, you know, like I, I, I it's not, okay, if you don't want to watch it, if you think you're not in the right hate space and all, of course, you know, there's no compulsion or anything. But as far as do I recommend, I, I feel like I just, I will just tell people, you know, if you can take two hours off of your weekend, where you're perhaps in the right headspace, mentally prepare yourself and maybe watch four or two, or even if you cannot just watch one three minute documentary on it. And I think it'll make a big difference. Yeah, I, I'm on the same page. I would so recommend any Malaysian um, or anyone interested to know about Malaysia's human rights issues to watch these films. And I think that I would go one up on you and mm -hmm. I would tell people, look, you know what? If you can't watch all of them at once, watch one, right. watch 15 minutes, 25 minutes. and and you get a really good insight into something that's actually very important about communities that are struggling with huge issues. Um, and that's it. I mean, it, it actually doesn't take that much time. And I'm hoping that yeah. that is enough to um, push push this as something to support and to go and watch if uh, people have the time and, of course, the capacity. Uh, thanks, Dash, for reviewing this with me. Always a pleasure. We've been talking about the Weekend Watch with Freedom Film Fest, which is a series of curated playlists of their short film documentaries on their YouTube channel. It's available for free. Just head over to YouTube and search for Freedom Film Fest. Uh, let us know. Are you a fan of documentary films? What are some good Malaysian ones that you've watched? Send your recommendations our way. You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chendana. For updates on Malaysian arts and culture, visit www.baskl.com.my. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.